I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to Spirited Spirits. two young couples, Linda and Roger Scarberry, and Steve and Mary Marlette, were joyriding. They were headed towards a remote hangout spot as they passed an abandoned North Power plant outside of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Steve saw it first, pointing it to the group. Two large red eyes reflected in the car's headlights. Attached to the eyes were the body of a monster. A six to seven foot tall, gray, muscular body of a man with wings folded to the back. Roger put his 1957 black Chevy into gear and floored it down Route 62. Linda screamed, hurry! As they raced back to town, they saw the creature now on a billboard, spreading its wings and rising into the cold, dark November air. It was chasing them, darting behind the car back and forth. Roger hit 100 miles per hour, trying to evade this dark creature, but the creature kept his pace, now beating its wings and scratching the top of the car, the creature screeching like an angry owl fighting for its prey. There it was, the town limits of Point Pleasant, if only they could make it. The creature continued its assault, then almost without warning, the creature veered off into a field as they raced into town. They were safe. But from what? And thus begins the legend of the Mothman. Mothman. <laughs> Mothman. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, we are going to be covering Mothman on tonight's episode. Um, and, yeah, we're excited about this one. You yeah. Know? Who, lo- who doesn't love a good cryptid, right? Right. Um. So tonight, just to keep it simple, we're just drinking some white wine. Um, we've had a sick kiddo, so we just mm-hmm. decided we're going to do it easy. So um, we got some Simple Truth Organic Sauvignon Blanc, and mm-hmm. it's it's very delicious. It's good. Yeah. yeah. I like it a lot. So. so the reason why I picked Mothman. Yeah, why did you pick Mothman? I'm still kind of on my... Um, like supernatural, but also like man-made type of horrors. Ooh. But I feel like the I feel like the cryptids kind of fall into that. Oh, well, you think category. they could have been man-made? They could have been man-made, or like they not just that, but also um, they're I, more I, flesh and they're blood. more flesh and blood than like a ghost. Yeah, I hear you. I get so, you. So, um, but let's continue. Yes, please right? do. Yeah. So they drove back into town to a local diner, shook up from what they saw. They sat attempting to figure out what to do next. Do they call the police? Mm. Would the police even believe them? The teens ultimately decided to tell the story to Deputy Millard Halstead. At first, the deputy didn't believe them, thinking it was a prank. Mm. However, due to the fact that these were quote-unquote 
good kids and were generally terrified, he decided to investigate. The teens and the deputy drove back up to the TNT area where they saw the creature. Deputy Halstead shined his flashlight into the trees, attempting to point out this seven-foot-tall creature that terrified these kids. However, he did not find any evidence of the creature. His radio, per his report, did have static disturbances. The teens were so terrified they hunkered down in Scarberry's trailer with all the lights on, not able to sleep. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's got to be pretty freaking terrifying to see something like that. And, you know, and a cop, one singular cop is going right to investigate. And you're probably thinking, um, we're going to need backup. <laughs> well, I think at that time he didn't know what was actually seen. So. Right, right. And apologies if you can hear a dog. Anyway, so the next day, the sheriff in town, George Johnson, had a news conference discussing these sightings. The newspaper coined the creature the Mothman after Killer Moth from the Batman comics. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> that was very appropriate. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I was wondering if you knew. No, that. no, okay. I had no idea. So the Batman TV show had just come out around that time. Okay. So they think that that's why you know people were reading the comic books a little more okay and that's why the newspaper decided to coin that term gotcha so um steve marlette who was one of the teens that night was interviewed by the newspaper and stated we understand people are laughing at us we wouldn't make this up just to look like fools Mm. frustrated the teens decided to go back up to the tnt area to investigate their own on their by themselves while they were there they found um, tracks that resembled two horseshoes put together. Oh. Per another report, they stated they saw something fly up inside a boiler when the door was kicked open. They didn't stay too long after that. Yeah. So real quick, um, are you going to explain what the TNT area is? Yeah. So um, in Point Pleasant, there was you know a place where they would hold munitions like from like World War II and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um and, and so this is like abandoned type so of So it's like place. leftover. Yeah, leftover stuff. So it's called like the TNT storage. area because like that's where they house like TNT and stuff. Okay. So, okay. <clears throat> so after that, Mothman fever gripped the town of Point Pleasant. Hundreds of curious onlookers descended on the TNT area to attempt to see the creature. Some camped out all night just to attempt to see a glimpse Reports came in from others who allegedly saw the creature. A volunteer firefighter said that he saw a larger bird with glowing red eyes. Oh. Most of the other reports echoed what Mary Marlette say, stated in her official police report. That, quote, This thing which appeared to be a man about six feet tall with wings on its back and red eyes two inches in diameter and about six inches apart. Hmm. Wildlife biologist Robert L. Smith at Western Virginia University was contacted by the newspaper to do attempt to explain what this thing was. He told reporters that with all the sightings and the descriptions that it could be a sandhill crane. Makes sense. Which is a North American bird that can stand up to seven feet tall with an impressive wingspan and reddish circles under its eyes. Yes, but so are sandhill cranes typically going to go after people though? Like, are they going to go after a car? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Maybe not, not a car. I don't think. I think they'd be. You know, that's a a lot. Maybe if they were startled. 
if they were startled, they'd probably go after a human. But then once you got in the car, I think they'd be afraid of the bigger thing, yeah. which is the car. Well, that's, I, I'm just curious. Cause, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So even with that possible explanation, the town of Point Pleasant now had a large magnifying glass on it as the hometown of the Mothman. Hmm. Over the next year, there would be numerous like more sightings. Mm-hmm. Many people received calls also that was only like beeping or loud screeching noises when they answered them. Oh. And they were also often interrupted by static or discontent, like disconnected entirely. Okay. On November 27th, 1966, Connie Carpenter was driving home from church when she saw what she thought was a man in gray standing on the Mason County golf course on route 62. Okay. She then saw the man, quote unquote, spread wings and flew directly at her. Mm. She locked eyes with it as it slammed into her car. When she got home, her boyfriend said that she was hysterical, just muttering those eyes. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and at some point you would think that somebody would be like, guys, guys, guys. Okay, what we really saw was a bird, a giant bird. It was Mm -hmm. just a crane. But these people are describing it clearly as a man. Yes. It's always a man first. It's like, you know, a six foot, seven foot tall man. So it's it's at least, you know, and are they seeing it from the front or behind in most of these cases? Do you know? Did you see that? I guess from the front, because if they're locking eyes with the creature. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So here's the kicker, though. Okay. Later, Con- Connie was diagnosed with, and I'm going to completely butcher this. Caline conjunctivitis, which is a condition where the eyes become inflamed and swollen due to long exposure of ultraviolet rays. Oh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Connie was one of the few that say that she saw Mothman's face. She stated that it was horrible. It was something out of a science fiction movie. Hmm. However... The Mothman wasn't the only supernatural thing witnessed around this time. UFOs and men in black were also reported to be lurking about. In this particular area, in Point Pleasant, Virginia. In this particular area at the time where Mothman was reported. Like, after it started to really, you know, hype up, Mm -hmm. like on the newspaper, people were saying they would see, you know, men in black in the area. This was just one piece of a larger paranormal puzzle going on in that area. Yes. Okay. Hmm. So Mary Heyer, and that's H-Y-R-E, okay. was a reporter for the Athens Messenger, which uh, the office is actually in downtown Point Pleasant. Okay. Mary reported on the Mothman and other strange sightings in the area, including those UFOs that I mentioned earlier. Okay. Mary was working late one night in January of 1967 when a man dressed in a black suit and thick glasses covering his, quote, strange eyes came into her office. He asked her for directions and then started to slowly invade her personal space. Hmm. He started to question her about her articles and asked her why she felt it necessary to publish these stories. She called for a co-worker because she was, you know, unnerved by this right. interaction. Yeah. And the man, after taking one of his uh, one of her pens... Like, kind of was, like, looking at it and, like, focusing on it, laughed and ran out of her office. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what it, I really like the way this pen writes. I'm taking it. It's yes, mine now. Exactly. <laughs> Weird. 
And so a few weeks later, while leaving her office one night again, she saw the same man in black watching her. And when he noticed that she had seen him, he sped off in a black car. Interesting. So, you know, men in black are usually... Well, there's two different theories, I believe, about men in black. There's the idea that men in black are part of the government and they are, you know, researching and also trying to keep hidden these paranormal events that are happening. Or usually it's around UFO or like, you know, alien type technology and things. So they're, you know, they are researching what's going on, but they're also like trying to keep it. On the DL, right? You've seen right. the movie with Will it's, Smith. It's not, yeah, it, but they're not, they're not funny like Will Smith. <laughs> right, right, right. So. But there's also a theory that these beings um, are just that, that they're like alien beings as part of this larger universal alien conspiracy, like to, um, and like the cryptid, like Mothman or. Um, any cryptic could be alien in, in nature and therefore the men in black are like an advanced level of alien mm. that is um, trying to keep in check the lower level alien, which is also kind of like men in black with Will Smith because right. they're in that sense also keeping track of like where the aliens are in the world. And um, so anyway, that's right. interesting. So remember Connie from earlier? Yes. Connie reported that she was on her way home from school when she was approached by a man in a black vehicle. He started asking her directions. Hmm. The man attempted to pull her into his car, ripping her blouse. Several hours later, there was a note shoved under her door at her home stating, Careful, girl. I can get you yet. Oh, my God. So... And so, like, his only gimmick is to ask people questions before he gets, exactly. like, handsy. Right. Yeah, no, like, that's, that's, like, the thing that I, I mean, maybe the Mary one is, like, legit, but then that one sounds more like a sexual predator, almost. I don't like, know. Like, it sounds a little, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, legit another Men in Black or not. Yeah. But let's fast forward to December 15th, 1967. Okay. Okay, so according to wvpublic.org. That's West Virginia Public. Yes. Okay. The Silver Bridge, which connected Point Pleasant with Galapagos, Galapagos, Ohio. Galapagos. There you go. (laughs) Had opened to traffic in 1928. It was the first bridge in the nation to use an innovative I-bar link suspension system rather than a traditional wire cable suspension. Hmm. But one of those eye bars had a small unseen defect. The faulty eye bar eventually cracked and began to corrode out of sight from the public or bridge inspectors. At about 5 p.m. on December 15th, the eye bar failed, setting off a series of other failures that caused the bridge to collapse. Oh, yeah. It was rush hour, mm-hmm. and the bridge was packed with cars. 31 vehicles plunged into the icy water of the Ohio River. 21 people survived, but 46 died in the disaster. It's awful. And it was Christmas time. And I remember that they they said that they had like Christmas gifts Mm -hmm. in the cars and they were like just floating in the water. So some people believe that this happened because of the Mothman as the creature was seen prior to the bridge bridge collapsing. Right. But don't they also believe that the Mothman was trying to be, he was there to warn them? 
There's it was some, like the impending yeah. doom, and he was either it was because of him, and or it was because yes, he was so trying to let them know. The lore of the Mothman is he either is warning about impending doom, or he's causing it, and or you know, so it's like one or the other. Um, and you know, he's been seen in other places too. Yeah. Like, allegedly, he was seen in Chernobyl. Yes, I heard that, and, and was so, in Chicago. Although I don't yeah, know what we'll, we'll get to Chicago. Oh, good. Okay. So, um, but here's the thing: is that there's another theory. Okay. And this one goes back a little bit farther. Hmm. A long time ago, actually. Okay. <laughs> so, in the 1700s, American colonies were expanding. With that, taking land that belonged to Native Americans. Hmm. Several skirmishes were breaking out between colonists and the Native Americans. Along the Ohio, where Point Pleasant is today, were tribes of Shawnee Native Americans. The Shawnee's leader was a man by the name of Cornstalk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I think I've heard this. In 1774, the Shawnee and Mingo tribes began their attack on the settlers in the area um, in what's called the Battle of Point Pleasant. Okay. The tribes were no match for the infantry, and they retreated. During a second attack, the colonists called for Cornstalk to surrender, and a truce was made. Okay. Probably a very, like, unsteady truce at that right. point. Right, and probably heavily, like, on the colonist side. Right. Getting the, yeah. So in 1777, Cornstalk alerted the colonists that the British were attempting to have Native American groups fight for them against the colonists. Hmm. He urged his people to take position along the Ohio in preparations for the attack. Okay. However, Cornstalk had a change of heart and wanted nothing to do with the attack. He went back to the fort telling the infantry that he had no desire for war, but wouldn't stop his men from attacking if they were threatened. At this point, the colonists turned on Cornstalk, took him prisoner as a bargaining chip for the British. Huh. Okay. The plan worked, and the battle was averted. Okay. Cornstalk was still being held, waiting for his son to actually visit. Mm -hmm. At this point, the colonists got word that two of their men were ambushed by a native tribe and killed while hunting. This infuriated the colonists, and they killed Cornstalk's son, Mm. and then Cornstalk in revenge. Mm. Legend says that as he lay dying, he cursed the town. He looked up at these men and said the following. I was the border man's friend. Many times I have saved him and his people from harm. I never warred with you, but only to protect our wigwams and land. I refused to join your pale-faced enemies with the redcoats. I came to the fort as your friend and you murdered me. Mm. You have murdered by my side my young son, For this, may the curse of the Great Spirit rest upon this land. May it be blighted by nature. May it even be blighted in its hopes. May the strength of its people be paralyzed by the stain of our blood. Oof. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I mean, well, I do think that there's... Of the bridge is due to Mothman or, or Cornstark? Can it be both? 
It could be. So, well, because I'm thinking Mothman could be some type of Native American spirit guide or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, because, okay, so it makes me think, you know, we just covered Amityville. Mm-hmm. And I think I touched, did I touch much at, at all on the Native American piece where they thought that it was the land? Yes, because yes. I said that these, um, Hans Halzer. Yes. And he had brought in that, that medium who said that there was like a Native American spirit and, um, and then also we've talked about um, um, with with our episode on um, of course I'm gonna have a blank moment right now because it's Friday and I'm <laughs> <laughs> what is the the episode we did on Skywalker Skinwalker Ranch Skywalker Ranch I was gonna say I Skywalker. Love Skywalker Ranch <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch um, and the Native American Skinwalker and like. How there's a lot of like paranormal activity on yeah that land mm-hmm. because of Native American and like beliefs and what's going on. So yeah, I mean it could be both. It could be that um, perhaps uh, you know they believe in the Thunderbird. Okay, Native Americans they have the Thunderbird. Right. Have you ever heard of the Thunderbird? I have heard of the Thunderbird. So I wonder if the Mothman is a version of the Thunderbird, mm-hmm. and it is, you know, it's um. A messenger of doom. Right. For the pale faces. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, all the times that, you know, white colonists took over Mm -hmm. Native American land and, you know, with like Skinwalker Ranch and, you know, Point Pleasant, you know, and and the idea of like cursing land, but also just like going against nature Mm -hmm. and nature like hits back. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it could be both. So, I also want to point out that this was not the end of the Mothman Good. Science. Yes, yes. Let's talk about it. So, as recently as 2017, Chicago had seen an increase in Mothman sightings around the city. Per an NPR article entitled The Case of the Chicago Mothmans, there were numerous sightings. Uh, the first witness was anonymous. Okay. Uh, the date was August 21st, 2017, located in Northley Island during a solar eclipse. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> we were watching and observing as the moon began its transit when we heard a very loud scream. Mm. This sounded like squeaky truck brakes that squeal when you're pressing hard on them. At first we thought it was what it was, maybe a CTA bus or a big truck with brakes that needed changing or maintenance. Okay. We heard it again. This time it lasted about three seconds, where its previous sound was brief. I looked up to see a large object low over the docks that stick out in the Burham Harbor from across the water. This object looked like a large black bat, but also had humanoid features such as pronounced arms and legs. And so one thing that I didn't mention is... um, this is kind of a through line with Mothman is people notice that like Mothman's kind of ripped. <laughs> so <laughs> He's been going to the gym. He's been going to the gym and he never skips leg day because, <laughs> <laughs> because they said in like the research that I looked at that his legs and his calves were well defined. <laughs> so your man is hitting, you know, the leg extension at least like four days a week. <laughs> He's got to be able to push off the ground so he can fly. Right. Interesting. Okay. So the next witness, her name is Erin Drain. This is also in uh, 2017. It's August. Okay. And this is in West Town, 
neighborhood in Chicago. I was spending the afternoon on a rooftop, and I saw something in the sky, fairly high up and fairly far away. It wasn't being buffeted by the wind. It was moving slowly, but not randomly. Okay. So that one's a little bit like just run-of-the-mill, I saw something in the sky, but I don't know what it is type of deal. Okay. Here's the next one. Witnesses Jeff. Jess. I knew you were going to do that. It's like a weak ejaculation. Uh, 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 Jess. Okay. If okay, any, go ahead. Well, can we do context <laughs> of what that's from? What we do in the shadows. It's what we do in the shadows. We love that oh show. It's hilarious. Um, so the date was October 26, 2017. Mm-hmm. This was a location was Fulton Market Street near the corner of Morgan. At first, I thought it was a bird, but none I'd seen before. Because it was just so huge in the way it was flapping its wings. The longer I watched it, it was like, what the hell is that thing? It was freaky. So again, it's like... I wish they would provide more description, though. I know. Like, I need more than just, oh, it was a thing and it was flapping his wings. Like, I need a better description. Like, did it have a round face? Did it have... what? You know, they've said the red eyes. Were these oval-shaped mm-hmm. eyes? Were they, like, disc-like? Like, what did they look like? I need right. a better description from these witnesses. Like, get on it, folks. Right. And so <laughs> there are some, like, pictures and, like, videos that people have I think posted, I've seen a, a picture. But some of-, of the pictures are pretty crappy. I mean, they, yeah. they look obviously photoshopped. Like, there's one where this guy was like, oh, I saw a flying man, like, above, you know, this. And you look, and I was like, man, I can see those, like the blur lines where you copy and pasted this shit into this phone. <laughs> yeah, I know it's so. hard because it's like, well, and you almost want to like validate stuff from like the 60s and, mm-hmm. and 70s and stuff before Photoshop, before that kind well, of technology existed versus right. nowadays. And it's a shame. It's a shame that we can't trust so people to be honest. And one thing, the thing, the thing is though, is around the 60s, you know, a lot, there was a lot of UFO kind of craze yeah. going on mm-hmm. and seeing things and well, so, so it was not just the 60s also remember when we talked about like roswell and- yes so so there is that too i mean i don't i don't doubt because it sounds like that first that first sighting with the teens in the car mm-hmm. they were generally scared of something mm-hmm and like I watched a couple of interviews and like they they honestly were like, I, we didn't want to come forward because we knew we were made fun of. Um, but they were generally scared and they kept saying, I wish it would have happened to somebody else. That's what that, that was a through line through the entire like interview was I wish it would have happened to somebody else. Because and it, I'm assuming they didn't make any money or barely any money on these interviews. I don't, I don't and- know the answer to that. I know they've been interviewed numerous times. Like they've been on programs. They've been on documentaries. But they're not um, writing a book and making like a bunch of money on this. I'm unsure on that. You know, you didn't even talk about the book. Isn't there a book? I didn't talk about the book. There is a book called Mothman Prophecies. Yes. That's what the and, movie's based on. Yeah, that's what the movie is based on. I didn't do a lot of research into the book. Um just because I wanted to kind of focus more on the articles and the firsthand accounts. Okay. Well, and I think I had heard, I mean, just like with Jay Anson's book for the Amityville Horror, there's a lot of like factual yes. errors yes. and things. Yeah. So probably the same situation with the Mothman yeah. prophecies. And let's be honest, the movie is not very good. <laughs> I mean, I liked it for what it was. And it's it's not very good. I again, after it came out, I researched the book and realized that it was not very accurate. And right, 
you know, they took some liberties, but it, I still enjoyed it for what it was. Like, I'd watch right. it again. You wouldn't I'd watch pro- it again? I'd probably, after doing the research, I'd probably watch it again, but then I'd probably be like, this is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> um, so the interesting thing that is, though, that Point Pleasant really has, like, hooked into this mothman lore they have a statue of the mothman um that's there they have its own its own museum yeah yeah so, so it's like a whole, whole tourist and i definitely i definitely want to go because i feel like yes that, let's do it that it just so right now there's like right now um there's like tours of like you can go and tour the tnt area oh and I was like, this sounds awesome. Um, they did that on, uh, we used to love watching BuzzFeed Unsolved. Oh, yeah. With Shane and yes. uh, Ryan. And they went and did the Mothman tour thing and were right. like researching and trying to call for the Mothman. And <laughs> I and so, like, yeah, I think that. It was hilarious. Yeah, it's it's a definitely interesting thing. It's outside of like a ghost situation. And I think, you know, just like monsters mm-hmm. are cool. Monsters are cool. Monsters you heard cool. it here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so listeners, what do you think of the Mothman? Do you believe it's real? And what about Cornstalk's curse? We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to hear your theories. Email us at contactspiritedspirits at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Spirited Spirits and on Instagram at spirited underscore spirits underscore podcast. Yeah, we hope you'll uh, join us next week when we talk about spirits while subbing on spirits. Yeah. Bye. Bye.